Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. Go check out reallifepharmacology.com. It's a no-brainer to get your free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. It's a great little study guide if you're in pharmacology classes or taking board exams, uh, or if you just need a refresher and you're out in clinical practice. So uh, simply an email. We'll get you access to that. We get you updates when we've got uh, new podcasts available as well as other content, like our two recent examples, the Flip and Pharmacology flashcards on Amazon, as well as uh, the Pharmacology crossword puzzle book available on Amazon as well. All right, with that, let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is isotretinoin. This medication is used for acne, goes by the brand names of uh, Accutane and Clarivis are the two uh, most commonly used uh, brand names I've seen, Accutane probably being the most common there. Uh, It is taken orally and obviously has systemic absorption. It can be used for acne, I mentioned. Uh, It also can be used for uh, certain types of skin cancers as well. Uh, I'm not going to focus on that a tremendous amount here because um, I've seen it mainly used uh, for acne there. Mechanistically, how does this drug work? Uh, It actually reduces the sebaceous glands volume or size and ultimately reduces sebum production, which if you remember, that is an important component uh, in issues with pimple formation and obviously uh, acne development there. Uh, Administration of this medication, uh, most of the dosage forms uh, are to be given, uh, at least the standard dosage forms are to be given with food. Uh, That does help absorption a little bit. Uh, also recommended, uh, can cause some mild esophagitis once in a while. Uh, so it is recommended to give that with a full glass of water. There are a couple dosage forms where um, it, it says it, it doesn't depend, you know, it doesn't matter whether you give it with food or not with food. Um, but most of the standard dosage forms are going to be uh, with food, or at least you can um, get by with all of them with giving with food if you uh, want to there. All right, adverse drug reactions. So first and foremost, uh, there is a boxed warning with this medication. So that boxed warning is associated with pregnancy, uh, life-threatening birth defects, uh, central nervous system, skeletal formation, abnormalities. Um, These can all occur in pregnancy, and that's why there is uh, what's called a REMS program. Uh, basically, this is a program to make sure that we're using this drug safely and that the wrong patients, in this case, patients who are pregnant, aren't getting this medication. So um, with the iPledge program, um, prescribers must be enrolled to prescribe. Pharmacies must be enrolled to dispense and patients must be enrolled uh, to actually receive the medication. So um, really, really important. Some of you maybe have seen it. Others maybe haven't haven't seen it yet in practice. Um, but uh, there does need to be enrollment by all three um, people, I guess, or uh, you know, the clinic, uh, the prescriber, the pharmacy, and then the patient as well. There. Uh, dosage forms and dosing. Um, 
getting back to that, sorry, I, I brushed over that a little bit, but um, dosage forms, uh, most are in the 10 to 40 milligram range. And dosing, usually we start off with 0.5 milligrams per kilogram per day, and then maybe titrate up higher, uh, maybe a target of one milligram per kilogram per day. Again, you're going to base that um, upon clinical response. Obviously, we're not going to aggressively push the dose if we don't have to and the patients are uh, happy with what's happened with the medication. Um, but that's kind of the general uh, dosing scheme there with numerous dosage forms kind of between uh, the uh, 10 to 40 milligram dosage range there. Uh, so alluded to the iPledge program, that's definitely something you got to know. It's going to you know, come up on board exams and things of that nature, pharmacology finals. So definitely be aware of that and the pregnancy risk associated with the medication. Uh, but what other adverse effects can occur? So uh, there are numerous skin reactions that have been uh, reported with isotretinoin, uh, even up to the point of severe uh, like Steven Johnson syndrome reactions. Uh, photosensitivity is a, a big deal there. So patients are much more likely to get sunburned. So definitely pay attention to that. That's a great patient counseling point uh, in taking uh, Accutane or isotretinoin. Uh, other adverse effects, reduced bone mineral density. Um, so that has been associated with the use of isotretinoin. Uh, exposure matters. So higher the dose, longer the period of use. Um, I think that kind of makes some sense there. Uh, rare cases of hepatotoxicity uh, have been reported there. Uh, so elevations in LFTs, things like that. Uh, elevations in triglycerides uh, can also be a common adverse, uh, can also be an adverse effect with isotretinoin. Uh, and on the rare side, there have been reports of myalgia and rhabdomyolysis. Again, probably extremely rare there. Uh, for it to progress to rhabdomyolysis, for example, um, but I did want to mention it. Uh, and then there has been a little bit more literature of late regarding uh, psychiatric changes, you know, maybe increased risk of suicidality, things of that nature. Um, so I think that's an important thing uh, to pay attention to with patients as well. Uh, those monitoring parameters, what are we looking out for? So as far as kind of general monitoring, uh, skin, psychiatric changes, those are important. Uh, as far as lab monitoring, um, CPK as clinically indicated, um, lipids we may follow. Again, I mentioned it can increase triglycerides. Uh, LFTs, again, liver function issues aren't incredibly common, but it is something uh, that we may look at uh, kind of as clinically indicated. And maybe kind of routinely, at least early on in therapy, to see if patients are tolerating it without uh, any significant issues there. And then, of course, first and foremost, um, pregnancy testing is going to be required uh, for a females of, of childbearing age. So that is critically important. Um, and obviously, uh, we're not going to dispense or prescribe that medication if we can't verify um, with a negative pregnancy test there. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for any pharmacist board certification study materials like BCPS, BCGP, ambulatory care, BCMTMS, or the NAPLEX exam, go check out meded101.com store. We've got a growing list of resources updated annually 
um, good, solid study materials that are going to help you prepare and pass your board exam. So uh, take advantage of that and support the sponsor. If you're another healthcare professional, uh, I'd implore you to uh, check out the Flip and Pharmacology flashcards. That's going to be great for anyone taking pharmacology courses, pharmacology finals, board exams, uh, where you have to know about medications. Uh, and then the uh, Pharmacology Crossword Puzzle Book is a great uh, little gift for healthcare professionals. Uh, I've heard a lot of people using it for that purpose, where you don't know what to get somebody, um, but you know they uh, you know enjoy healthcare and learning and that sort of thing. So um, go check out those links at meded101.com/store. I'll also put links in the uh, show notes page as well. All right, wrapping up with drug interactions. So isotretinoin can possibly reduce the effectiveness of progestins. So that's uh, medication used in in contraception. Obviously, that is a major concern if it reduces the effectiveness and isotretinoin is a drug that you do not want to use when patients are pregnant. So really, really important to um, pay attention to that. And again, that's one of the, you know, that's a big reason why there's uh, the, the iPledge program and making sure the patients aren't pregnant uh, prior to receiving this medications, this medication. Uh, tetracyclines uh, can possibly increase the risk of some of the isotretinoin adverse effects. Uh, Multivitamins, particularly uh, fat-soluble vitamins, so A, D, E, and K, may increase the risk of uh, isotretinoin toxicity. And alcohol is another one that I think is important to know when it comes to uh, interactions. So uh, one, not only can they impact hepatotoxicity risk along with uh, isotretinoin, Again, isotretinoin, not crazy common to cause full-blown liver failure or anything like that, but we use it in combination with um, other medications or or drugs like alcohol that uh, could exacerbate that risk, and we could have some additive risk there. And then on top of the hepatotoxicity risk with alcohol, uh, elevations in triglycerides are often common with um, higher alcohol intake as well and isotretinoin can certainly uh, add to that risk there as well. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening. I greatly appreciate that. Helps us reach more people as well. Uh, Support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store, as well as the links in the show notes. Um, your financial support there helps keep this podcast uh, free to, for people to uh, enjoy and benefit from. So uh, definitely appreciate that. If you have suggestions on a podcast episode you'd like to hear, uh, feel free to drop me a line at mededucation101 at gmail.com or you can track me down on LinkedIn as well, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. With that, I'm going to sign off. Hope you picked up some clinical practice pearls today, uh, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.